Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers stay clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. Takeover post-show conference call. Today's conference is being recorded. At this time, I'd like to turn the call over to Mr. Adam Hopkins. Please go ahead, sir. Thanks, Didi. Good evening, everybody. Hope everybody enjoyed NXT TakeOver in your house. Without any further ado, I'm going to turn things over to WWE's Executive Vice President of Global Talent Strategy and Development, Paul Triple H. Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. I thought we had a, a great show. Um, I just want to, uh, you know, thank everybody that was involved, um, given the circumstances of everything going on right now. I thought we had an amazing effort from the design of the old in your house set to Pettengill's, um, you know, bringing his classic voice and the nostalgia fun to the show of the Ico Pro to the ice cream sandwiches to the, just all of it, you know, it, it made for a great nostalgic fun show that had all the epic action and, and amazing storytelling that you'd expect from NXT. Code Orange brought us out of that nostalgia into the kind of energy and attitude that NXT is of today. And uh, I thought it kicked off from there. I thought we, you know, overwhelmingly highlighted the depth of our women's division. I thought Damian Priest had a star-making night. Um, Keith Lee and Gargano was every bit to the, you know, the the epic storytelling, I think, that, that both men bring to the table that you expected. Darian Cross. Uh, star-making start, and um, and again, Rhea Ripley continuing to evolve as a performer with an amazing night. Io Shirai becoming champion um, and really setting the stage for a new era in NXT Women's Division, and uh, Charlotte Flair proving why she's in the spot that she's in as as the veteran that she is, and and really uh, continuing to make stars in even tonight in that moment. So. Um, also, you know, I, I really thought the, uh, the offsite of the, the backlog brawl, um, delivered. I know there'll be speculation about that and, and, and opinions, and that's awesome. But, uh, I thought it was a stellar effort across the board, um, especially in a time of, of creating talent, 
uh, creating, sorry, creating a, a, a special and spectacular event under not the greatest of circumstances. So um, with that said, I'm very proud of everybody here. Everybody here came together as a team. And I said this to town at the end of the night. What's amazing to me is um, just in this time in the world for the performance center is everybody from all over the world, uh, from all different walks of life. And they all come together as a team and as a family um, together to create and to perform. And um, it's awesome to see. It really is, especially today. So uh, with that said, I'm going to open it up to questions. And um, thank you for everybody for participating. Thank you. One question per hour tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. If you'd like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star one on your telephone keypad. If you're using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal to reach our equipment. Again, that's star one to ask a question. We'll first go to Nick Hausman with Wrestling Inc. Hi, Paul. Thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, Nick. Thank you very much. Um, so, yeah, um, with Charlotte uh, losing the NXT championship, the women's NXT championship tonight, um, is she done with NXT? What's the status of Charlotte with NXT now? Uh, we shall see. I mean, you know, Charlotte's always been a, a raw talent. Um, I think that is, um, you know, kind of uh, that, that is her where she signed and, and her home. She had the NXT championship. I mean, in, in essence, she's been working all three brands lately, um, which has been awesome. But um, we'll see. You know, I, I, I'm not 100% sure of that. But I think in this moment, uh, obviously it just happened. But I think in this moment now, we'll see where that goes. But what I am excited about is um, – Io Shirai, who I have, you know, uh, Io coming here from Japan, I always uh, considered Io to be one of those game-changing talents, much like I did Asuka when she came here. And, um, you know, there's been bits and pieces of moments and injuries and setbacks and, and things, and um, it's amazing to see her She uh, where she is right now. She's one of the greatest in-ring performers, um, you know, in, in the women's division anywhere. And, uh, I'm really excited for her. This is a, this is a new era for the NXT Women's Division, and and uh, with Io Shirai in that position, it's uh, it's great. And you know, you can look across that women's division as as uh, second to none. You know, you look at Io, you look at Rhea behind her in that match, um, and then you just look at the opening match of that night, like Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Raquel Gonzalez, Shotzi Blackheart. And, and that's not even that's that's not even the entire division. It's incredibly stacked. It's incredibly talented, and uh, I look forward to big things and uh, and and epic action from all of us. Cool. Thank you very much, Paul. Great show tonight. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. And next, we'll go to Kenny McIntosh with Inside the Ropes. Hey, hey Kenny. Paul, how's it going? Great show tonight. Thank you. Um, yeah, so listen, I wanted to, if you could talk a little bit more about, um, obviously bringing Todd Pettengill back was such a huge thing for everybody who's an old school fan. Um, talk about kind of getting the old set, getting Pettengill back. Are we maybe going to get in your house to be an annual thing? And most importantly, could you convince Michael Hayes to cut his hair and maybe be Doc Hendricks for next year's one? Uh, you have no idea how hard I tried to get Michael Hayes to show up, cut his hair and be <laughs> Doc Hendricks. Um his refusal uh, was 
loud and uh, and very intense. I could hear him exploding through my cell phone as his Doc Hendricks picture appeared on the wall in Johnny Gargano's uh, living room before he exited the house, uh, which was phenomenal to me. You know, I, I think those those moments, especially right now, those nostalgic moments of things like in your house, you know, the set design, the just all the things that you remember, if you're old enough to remember them. And, and really, even if you're not, between, you know, the WWE Network and being able to go back and watch all those classics or, or even clips on YouTube or whatever, um, it's so right there for everybody to see. And even if there's something in the show that you didn't get tonight, you go back and watch it later uh and you'll get it you know from regal doing his best uh, lord alfred hayes promotional consideration paid for by the following to the ice cream sandwiches to the ico pro ads um you know it, it just it was a lot of fun it paid back the nostalgia thing um in in a in a, in a great way for fans um i think they really enjoyed it um you know I, you're, you're, you asked me if, if this could uh, could come back again. Absolutely. I think people enjoyed it, and that's the key. Um, you do something. You know, it's funny that you try to do things, and you get outside the box, and you try stuff. Some of it works. Sometimes some doesn't, right? But you, the stuff that does, yeah, you want to bring it back, and you want, you want to have fun. You want to enjoy. And that's what I loved about this show. It was every bit of today and the excitement and the energy with, all the action and it was today's WWE. It was today's wrestling and, and, uh, but it had that nostalgia feel to it. So it was a lot of fun, but it delivered on today's, today's level. Thanks Paul. Thank you. Thank you. And next we'll hear from Jim Barcelona with the Miami Herald. Awesome show again. So enjoyed the mix of the old school, new school. Glad to see Damian Priest not only get a chance, but deliver like he did. And even Dexter Loomis yeah. getting a little spot there. I thought it was really cool, top head and go, et cetera, et cetera. And you mentioned the women's division. And like you said, there are some even that we haven't really seen a lot of yet. It's so stacked. And what I want to ask is about developing the talent, because we don't have those Florida house shows anymore. Is there, Paul, something being done, whether it be at the Performance Center or even at Full Sail, where you're having dress rehearsal-type shows, where you're having talent around the ring and having especially the talent that's even new, very new, to the Performance Center? I know that they can have one-on-one matches and train like that, but is there something where you're amping it up or thinking about doing something like that because we're not having any Florida House shows and we don't know when we're going to be able to do something like that anymore to develop them? Yeah, so that that's the next step of what what we're able to do. You know, um, th- this has all been step by step, and us working with uh, officials and what what we can and can't do. So even in the moment where we could create the content and and um, and create uh, shows on a close set with with our people, we still weren't allowed in the training environments. So um, that was still an issue for us. Now we're being back to be allowed into the training environments and amp that up. So, yeah, we're doing everything we can. You know, we have spent the last few months where, where when talent 
haven't been able to step into the ring with each other and, and have matches and get that feedback. We have spent extensive time with skull sessions and them watching films together uh, through, um, you know, uh, t- technology like Zoom chats or Google chats where, you know, the, the talent can all see each other and they're on there with Sean or Sarah or, or whoever, and they're going through matches and they're reviewing tapes and they're doing stuff and they're having skull sessions and going through stuff and, and reviewing things. It, it's It's been a constant of trying to get that evolution going. Some Some of our performers have been doing acting classes online. Some of them have been doing different stuff. So we've, we've tried to do every single thing we could possible to keep their education moving forward under difficult circumstances. Believe me, when we can, when we can uh, finally get into uh, an arena, big or small and, and have crowds there and we're going to be all over it. And, um, you know, for us, it's again, all about developing the future and continuing to move that forward um, we're going to do every single thing we can to, to keep it going and to do it in a way that's the healthiest for our, our talent, our athletes and, and everything too. We, we, you know, their, their health and well-being is the thing that's first and foremost. So as, as those opportunities open up where we're allowed to do those things and, and it's okay for us and healthy for them to be doing them, then we're going to do them. I know you all well, and thank you so much. Thanks, Jim. Thank you. And next we'll go to uh, Alex McCarthy with Talk Sports. Hey, Alex. Hey, Paul. Uh, congratulations on a great show again, man. Thank you very much. No problem. Um, I just wanted to talk to you about basically the new wave of uh, great talent that you seem to have coming through NXT at the moment. Uh, you know, Tim Thatcher wasn't on the show tonight, but of course he's in there. Dexter Loomis made a great cameo. In the title match, he's got a fascinating character. And, of course, yeah. Karrion Cross, man, a big, a big, strong victory, you know, emphatic, in fact, over Tommaso Ciampa. Talk to me about positioning those, that new wave. You know, guys like Gargano and Ciampa obviously ended up with losses tonight, and they've been staples of the brand for so long and probably will continue to be, I would assume. But talk to me about spotlighting these new talents and what you see in them. Yeah, I think, look, you know, you have to continue to move forward and you have to continue to build new fresh blood and, and continue to elevate and um, give people that platform. That doesn't mean that everybody has to move on, but you know, in, in the beginning when we did NXT, when we first, first started, and I used to have this conversation all the time when we do these calls, everybody would say, well, but how do you expect to continue this? Because these talents get called up and, there's an end to this and a bubble to it and it's going to end. And I used to say, no, I believe that that is the strength, not the weakness that the, that talent leaving. And and I would sometimes be in my office and I'd see a a poster from like Brooklyn and I'd see the next year's Brooklyn one. And there wouldn't be one talent on that card. That was the same from one year to the next. Um, But it was amazing at how we were able to continue to groom and grow. And some of them were stalwarts that we were bringing in from other places and others were homegrown. It's funny, the homegrown ones people tend to forget about um, as they evolve, they just become WWE stars and people forget that they were, you know, that that people like Braun Strowman had never stepped through the ropes before until he got to us, that Baron Corbin had never stepped through the ropes. Charlotte Flair, you know, she, she said in an interview the other day, homegrown. You know, it's all about that for us and continuing that next wave to come in. 
And it doesn't mean that everybody has to move on because you do have those stalwarts, Garganos, the Champas, people like that, that can be here and that can be the, the, the anchors and the cornerstones of your brand while still building new and, and big and fresh stars that come in and, and around them and people will come in and people will come out and then you get a Finn Balor that comes back or a Charlotte Flair that comes back in. That's the beauty of, of having a brand and having a brand that is as strong as it is and other brands around it, Raw, SmackDown, everything else. So to me, um, the future's never been brighter. I, I look at, you know, even the names that you mentioned, and then I can name people underneath that that are right there being given little bits and pieces of exposure that are, are now getting ready um, to take that next step. Uh, you know, uh, Cameron Grimes, um, Bronson Reed, people like that, you know, in, in the women's division. I, I see incredible differences, even in people like Aaliyah that, you know, a few months ago, um, I think people just kind of sort of wrote off that she was just here. And, and the last two performances I've watched her have on NXT, I've been like, man, all of a sudden this is a, this is a player, right? So there's, there's constant growth and that's really what this is all about. And, and uh, that's really what I'm most proud of the brand. And, and then even the team aspect of it, of veterans that are willing to be on the platform that they're on, but reach down and help those others get to that next level, build them up, build those next big stars. Doesn't take them down. They're bringing people up with them. And, and to me, that's what this is all about. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Alex. And thank you. We'll go back to the U.S. and Sean Ross Sapp. Let's fight, Paul. Hey, hey Paul. Sean. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, much had been made of your, your change sure. in title, so to speak, and you even joked about it on the air on one of the first SmackDowns from the PC how did your duties change or, or did they at all with, with the new title that you have? It, it really, just to put it just a, a funny thing is people made such a huge deal out of that. It really didn't. It was really just for us to be able to make a more concerted focus with NXT being live every week with UK, everything else. Obviously this was before the pandemic. Um, but with that being live every week with everything going on, plus the increased uh, drive from us to shift to a larger international presence in the same format. So replicating what we did, not only in, in you know, NXT here, but NXT in the UK, taking that to a whole other level, going to other countries, India, Middle East, uh, Latin America, you know, whether that be Japan, Mexico, whatever that is, all those places. So it was, it was putting a more focused increase on all of that. I still do all the stuff that I did before. I just don't have the day-to-day responsibilities of having to, you know, sometimes it's funny people see the titles, but they don't even understand what goes on into all of those, um, those categories and what the responsibilities are. So I don't have to have the day-to-day responsibility of every single aspect of the, the live events domestically and internationally right? Which is, it's, it's a, it's a lot. Um, the, the talent relations aspect of it, the travel, the, um, all those other aspects of it, the intense day-to-day sort of kind of down in the weeds, but those were all things that I was responsible for that were taken off my plate to give me more freedom to be able to grow, uh, those other things internationally and the development of talent and, and expand that out. And that's really what it was. 
Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Sean. And thank you. And just as a reminder, that's star one on your telephone keypad to ask a question. And now we'll go to Gary Cassidy with Sports Kita. Hi, Paul. Congratulations on a great show again. Thank you, Gary. Um, so, yeah, what I wanted to ask, we recently saw Matt Riddle moving to SmackDown. Obviously, every time there's a takeover and every time certain talent lose a match, people will say, oh, man, they must be going to Raw or SmackDown. With that being said, I have to ask, uh, Velveteen Dream losing tonight, uh, he's no longer able to challenge for the NXT Championship while Adam Cole's champion. Might we see him or any other names that have lost a match tonight heading to Raw SmackDown soon? Look, I think that um, at any given time, there's opportunities for talent to shift and move. Um, you know, whether that's Velveteen Dream or anybody else, I also think that uh, sometimes you see talent on Raw and SmackDown that, uh, you know, you, you can only be in the same place for so long doing the same things with the same people and to see that shift. So much like you saw Finn Balor here, I think um, you're going to see that back and forth and shifting. Um, as, far as, as far as Velveteen Dream specifically goes, you have to wait and see. Um, but there's always going to be movement of talent. There's always going to be around um I think it's great that people think when anybody loses a match or something that they know, they must be leaving. Um, but I think it keeps people guessing and, and they don't know. And um, and that's when this business is really, to me, at its most special is, you know, when you, sometimes predictable things are good. You know, sometimes there's a good level of predictable, but other times that unpredictable level and that being surprised, that being shocked, and oh my God, I didn't see that coming. Um, you know that, that's me. That's when this business is really fun, and and um, that's what makes it exciting. So, um, again, it's it's open for everybody, but you'll have to wait and watch. Then, excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And next, we'll go to Mike Johnson with PWInsider.com. Hey, Mike. You're on mute, Mike. Mike, you're on mute. He waited so long he fell asleep. Going what? Okay. (laughs) All right, Mike, well, if you can get back in, we'll be here waiting. If you ain't first, you're last. All right, we'll next go to Bill Pritchard with WrestleZone.com. Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing good. So I wanted to ask about Adam Cole. You're talking a little bit about, you know, the value of certain talents on the NXT roster right now. Can you talk about how valuable he's been having him consistently on the NXT brand and, you know, what he means for the, for the brand going forward this year? Man, Adam, I can't say enough not only about Adam Cole, the performer, and and what he brings to the table, and how consistently good he is. If if I was to place money on anybody, you know, any time we're on the air that he's on there, that he's going to steal the show. Adam Cole is a, is a sure bet. Um, but if I was to 
put that aside and say the professional, um, the leader, the example, the human being, I, I can't, I don't know that I can speak any higher of, of anyone than Adam Cole. He, he's just, he's that level of performer. He's not only the kind of guy that you want as a, as a contributor because he's that good, but he's the kind of guy you just want to work with. You want to work for, you want to work hard to, to do things to, to help him succeed and to, to set the table for him, to be able to do it and all those things. You want to work for him. Um, he's just that kind of guy. I can't say enough stuff about him. He, he's a, the consummate pro and um, I love working with him. Thank you very much. Thank you. And as a final reminder, that's star one on your telephone keypad to ask a question. And next we'll go to Alistair McGeorge with Metro. Hey, Alistair. Hi, Paul. How you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Tired, but fine. So um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet and just say to Keith Lee, future world champion, um, you know, what do you reckon? I'm sorry, did you ask me a question? I heard it broke up a little bit. You said Keith Lee, future world champion. Just What's my opinion? That idea to you. Yeah. Yeah, look, um, it certainly wouldn't shock me, right? I mean, Keith has every tool. To, you know, it's funny with him. Sometimes on the air, more we'll call him a moment maker. He is. Um, you know, he, he's just a, a moment making machine. His uh, matches are stellar as he's become comfortable here. It's funny when talent first comes, sometimes get here. Um, you're, you're doing the same things and how you work with them, but they have a preconceived notion of what they think you're looking for and how you're looking for it. So they change what they do to start to uh, try to deliver some preconceived notion of what they think that you want, but it's really not what you're looking for. And, and, and it's sometimes a while. And um, man, now that Keith is comfortable here, like he's just, again, as almost like what I just said was cold, man, such a great guy. Um, yeah. Hardworking, humble, just man, just wants to deliver, um, you know, great human being, locker room leader, man, just everything, everything that you could want and an ultimate pro, right? And um, he's just the kind of guy that you want to work hard for and you want to deliver for him. And um, again, I, man, I love working with him. So uh, you say Keith Lee, um, world champion. And if you ask me what my opinion is at, I say, hell yeah. Perfect. Thank you very much and have a good night. Thank you, man. Thank you. And we'll go to Mike Johnson with PWInsider.com. Hey, Mike, welcome back. Can you hear me now? We have you now. Yeah. All right. I don't know what happened earlier. I apologize for the dead air. Um, We saw a pretty stiff, we saw a pretty stiff uh, in-ring, I guess, style tonight. I was curious, is anybody banged up? Were there any doctor visits? What's the the state of the locker room coming out of the show because there were quite a few moments where even I lost my breath uh, seeing things that Damian Priest and others uh, did over the course of the battle tonight. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, the only thing that I've heard from a, a banged up is uh, Johnny Gargano just to just lower back and hips tight. Uh, he can just, just tweaked himself a little bit. Didn't, didn't, Doc didn't seem like think it was anything serious, but he was just a bit uh, a bit battered. Um, everybody else seemed to be great and healthy, though uh, adrenaline is a magical thing. So uh, everybody was pretty pretty hyped up after this show, um, and it was a very big celebratory effort. To, we all got together in the arena after the show was over, and um, and everybody was just elated. So we'll see when everybody cools down. It was a physical night, you know, and um, it's funny because I think talent in some way have been pent up. And, yeah, we've been doing television shows and doing all those things, but tonight was different. It felt special. There was a just a just even just being around people today, um, there was a palpable man just buzz in the air and, and you could feel that specialness here. And uh, the energy was was very high. Um and then you could see it in the work rate. I felt like just everybody was, uh, so it's like they were taking out the last couple of months of uh, being locked in the house all, out up there tonight. And, um, you know, it was very physical. So we'll, we'll see as everybody uh, uh, cools off. But uh, but right now everybody's healthy and uh, hopefully it'll stay that way because we had a very successful night and uh, I wouldn't want to take the shine off that at all with, with somebody unnecessarily getting injured, you know. I agree completely. All right, thank you for the time, and sorry for the dead air earlier. Oh, thank you. All right, folks, we'll do two more, and then we'll call the meeting. Thanks. We'll go to Nick Hausman with Wrestling Inc. Hey, Nick. Uh, hey, yeah, thanks again. Uh, I guess we'll take one more call here. Um, uh, you know, one of the things you brought up when you were um, prefacing the show is your legendary hog pin match from the original In Your House. Uh, I was yeah. just wondering if you could recall that match a little bit more in detail for us. If I recall, and I've, I've been told this, it was like shortly after the curtain call, and this was like some way of maybe getting at you a bit. I could be wrong. Uh, boy. I don't uh, – I'm I, so I'm like the worst person with dates um, and, and time frames. I thought that that was before the curtain call. I could be wrong. I don't um, – I don't, to be honest, I don't remember. Um, you know, it's it funny that people sometimes look at that match and that, that, that December whole thing, 95. I'm almost positive that was before the curtain call, but that whole um, scenario with me and Henry Godwin came based off of somebody else. Henry was a, a heel and he was um, put slop on people and, you know, guys didn't want to do it and they didn't want to take it. And I went to Vince and was like, and you turn him baby face, I'll take that slop all day long. If it, no, nobody would want to get slop on them less, you know, more than me. I, that nobody would want to not get that more than me, my character, right? The snob. I wouldn't want to get that. I wouldn't even want to get in the ring with this guy. And and Vince was like, God, oh, that's great. So he did. He turned Henry kind of like baby face through this thing. And I didn't want to go in the ring after him and all that. And the, the, man, we did that slop match all over the country every night ruined more of my gear than, than anything. But, but, but it was awesome. I loved it. And the idea to me, when they first threw the pig pen match at me, was like, I thought it was phenomenal. Like as a, as a snob heel, what better things uh, could happen than to, you have to get thrown in a pen with pigs with pig poop and all that stuff. Like it was phenomenal. 
Um, and I, and I loved it. You know, I could have done without maybe quite as much poop in the pen. Uh, those pigs were big and they'd been in there all day. Uh, and, uh, so there was, it was quite a, a significant amount in there. And also right before we went to go in there, the, the farmer guy told me just, uh, keep your fingers tucked underneath because the pigs kind of, sometimes they get a bit nasty and they'll bite and they'll take your finger clean off. And I was like, oh, that, thank you. That's good advice. I will remember that when I'm, when I'm in there with them. And of course, Henry thought it was funny to rile them all up once I was in the mud and uh, playing. Plus I got a big cut on my back on the fence, uh, which, you know, didn't bode well considering there was lots of poop in there. So, uh, you know, there, there was there was some downside to it, but I loved that match. And, and it was one of the things like, I think that's one of those matches that as a, as a performer, it was kind of one of the first things that I got to do here that was really like kind of memorable, you know? Um, people still talk about that match to this day to me and, and we'll bring it up. And that's, that's, and when you can still talk about sometimes what, 95 or something, right? Like, so 95, 96, you start talking about that. You're still talking about that to that, to this day. Like that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I loved it. And I, Thought it was great. I joke around character-wise about, you know, but it was awesome. Yeah, I don't want to date you. I don't want to date this. I was very young when this happened, but um, I got my dates wrong because I was a child when I saw this. So you're right. This was pre-curtain call. Um, But no, yeah, I absolutely remember that match. I've always wanted to ask you about it. Uh, Thanks for taking the time to just, like, relive it here, man. Yeah, you know what was fun, too, is just, like, (laughs) so there's a moment in time where, you know, you got to understand if you're in that arena too, like people could smell that pig poop. Oh, like, I mean, it, it, it's a poop, right? And, and it's a pig poop and there's like the stuff is everywhere. And, uh, you know, like I'm in there and they're all laughing at me. And then at the end, I'm falling all over the place and throwing poop everywhere and it's getting on people and they're freaking out. Like, it was so much fun. Like, I had so much fun in that match. Henry Godwin. Uh, was one of my favorite opponents in that time frame. I had more fun with him doing that slot match all over the country. We we used to do that match everywhere, and uh, to the point where people started the, the not the not the hog pen match, but the slot match oh, where got, I got the slop and lost the match. And he'd bring this two big buckets of slop with him to the ring. We did that match. I mean, we did the whole loop like Europe, uh, the all over the U.S. And people like, you know, this was pre big internet, right? Stuff, but people started bringing like uh, big plastic uh, sheets with them to in the front row and stuff like that. Cause they knew like, it was like going to a Gallagher concert. You knew you were going to get the flop all over you guys. I was going to throw it everywhere and you were going to get a mess. So they started bringing the drop cloths and all the stuff. To, so it, it was man, We had a blast. Okay, cool. So you're saying that at the next, NXT takeover in your house, you're bring you're bringing it back. You obviously loved it, so like, why not? I might like a cow flop, something like some kind of cow flop, something maybe or something. I don't know. I gotta think about that a little bit. All right, I'll take your time. Hey, uh, thanks for a second question. I, I don't know how this happens, but I love it. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> thanks. All right, one more. All right, last one is from Justin Barrasso with Sports Illustrated. Hey, Justin. That was a different, hey, Paul, that was a different entertaining spin on the, the heavy metal takeover show. So just like everyone else said, congratulations. Thank you. I'm really interested in sharing more detail about the main event. Io Shirai is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, and her title reign is percolating with potential. 
But as the protagonist in the story, does not pitting Charlotte Flair slightly diminish her win? Or was that necessary because Flair is such a massive star and should be afforded that protection? And so I don't necessarily look at it either way. For me, it's part of the long-term storytelling. And hopefully, you know, look, you... The difference between this and writing Game of Thrones is you write Game of Thrones and it happens, right? And this is physical um, storytelling and things can happen over the next month, two months, three months, four months that change the directive. And But the intent is knowing where we're going, how we want to get there, and the storytelling to get there. Um, that, that finish was done tonight the way it was done for a very specific reason. And, you know, some people will read into that and go, oh, Jesus, Charlotte can't even get beat by, by into that, first of all. You know, to me, the whole rhetoric of Charlotte Flair and her dad and her name and all that stuff is, is garbage. She's one of she, – she works as hard as anybody I've ever seen. Um, she's a great performer, deserves everything she's ever gotten and, and has. Um, this it was done for a very specific reason for storytelling purposes. And, and uh, hopefully if we get to tell the story the way we want to over the coming months, I think, you know, three, four months from now, you'll go, I, I know exactly why they did the finish that they did. Thank you. Thank you. Just a quick follow-up to that. Uh, and you kind of scratched the surface on this too, Paul, but that's Tim Baylor, Tim Baylor, Danny and Priest match reached an incredible high elite level. I think it's the best match I've ever watched Priest wrestle. NXT is overflowing with talent. So, a, should that match serve as a new standard for Priest? And B, are you just accustomed to it by now? Or does Valor's ability in the ring still surprise even you? Yeah, you know, what's funny. I just said this with Renee when we were doing the Facebook. Finn's one of those guys that is just so consistently good that you just come to this level of expectation of he's going to deliver this great match for you. And, and I think you almost... Like when it's great, you almost go, yeah, well, yeah, that's him, and and, and it loses that specialness um, because he's so consistently good. Um, but like, man, he was incredible tonight. And and again, I'll repeat, I thought Damian Priest had a star-making performance tonight. It takes guys a while, and and it takes he's he's been handed the ball here more than he's ever been handed it anywhere before. And I think even at some points in time, being handed that ball was a little bit overwhelming to him. And tonight, I felt like he – tonight, I, I don't know. Tonight, I felt like knowing him and then sometimes watching him perform, it was like two different people a little bit. Tonight was the first time I felt like he really performed um, and gave me him, you know, and, and just let it go and was just there. He was feeling it. He was in the moment, and he was just there. He wasn't thinking. He wasn't uh, overthinking. He wasn't. He was just performing and in the moment, and it was coming from him, and it was real. And so tonight for me, tonight was the night for me watching. I felt like Damian Priest arrived. Like that tonight was the first night I saw Damian Priest, and that's the Damian Priest I've wanted. And here he is. So now I can build on that. Um, and yes, that should be the new, uh, the new kind of moment or the the new match for Damian Priest. That's the thing. But I feel like he had that star-making moment, and now it's up up to us and up to him.
to capitalize that on and keep giving us that, you know? Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Jason. Right, folks, we've got to wrap up tonight's conference call. We'll turn it back to Paul for a few closing comments. Thank you guys very much for uh, participating tonight. Um, you know, uh, my hat's off. I know it was mentioned earlier about the, the set and everything else. I just want to take a moment to mention everybody behind the scenes that works on these shows, um, from the crew that builds the sets, the house, the, you know, the everything that to the, the graphic designs that really brought back that old nostalgia feel, but had some new to it as well to, uh, you know, code orange and everything that they did here tonight, bringing that current vibe to the talent, to the behind the scenes staff, to everybody here. I mean, it's just really, truly a team effort. I want to thank all of them because there are sometimes in, in this current time, very difficult circumstances all the way around. None of this is ideal. And uh, I can't thank them enough because uh, without them, we can't do this. And their extra effort really uh, puts it out the extra mile. And I hope that, uh, you know, I hope fans of everything that is still continuing to perform or continuing to put out uh, entertainment for people are appreciative of it because it's not easy right now and we're having a blast doing it. Don't get me wrong, but it's, but it's a lot of extra work and it's not easy. And I hope everybody appreciates it. So I appreciate it. My hat's off to everybody um, and thank them very much. And thank you all for uh, being a part of this. And uh, I look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks for the support. Thanks everybody. Have a great night. That concludes today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.